1: This is Olivia Cook, and I'm Amber Duffney, and this is The Empowered Woman,
2: Badass and Unfiltered.
1: My co-host Amber and I created this podcast to highlight the badass women we know and love.
2: We did this with the goal of empowering women and supporting each other on the journey of life and business. We show
1: women that they can still be a badass, make a difference in the world, leave a legacy, all while rocking their femininity.
2: Olivia is a mindset coach and social media strategist who helps women organize, strategize, and automate their lives and businesses to grow and scale with ease.
1: And Amber is a life transition coach, an expert whose mission is to help women realign with their purpose and pursue a life of passion and fulfillment.
2: In this podcast, you'll hear amazing stories of inspiration and triumph, from kick-ass women from all over the world.
1: As Amber and I are both coaches, we also, from time to time, offer live coaching demos on the show where you get to be a fly on the wall and see how powerful coaching really is.
2: Now let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody! It's Amber Duffney and Olivia Cook here hey. with the Hey with the Badass <laughs> with the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered podcast. We are coming at you for our very first uh, episode together, and we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Dun dun dun! Right? <laughs> this
1: is so exciting! Like I'm more excited to record this than. I think people would expect simply because (laughs) imposter syndrome. We we just don't get to do this. We don't get to show like our all of who we are as much when we're interviewing other people, rather than when we're like talking to ourselves and just talking about things and actively coaching each other through the process too. And that's like the benefit of like being friends and like podcast co partners with like another person,
2: right? Absolutely, absolutely. So I guess what we wanted to start with um, and share with you guys is what imposter syndrome means to each of us. Because I i mean, we all have different definitions of things, but let's start with you, Olivia. What, what does imposter syndrome mean to you?
1: Honestly, my imposter syndrome, the mo- one that I most recently dealt with was not feeling worthy enough um, mm-hmm. and just looking at the things, my accomplishments and still thinking like, the worst and having a lot of negative self thoughts. So it's, it's rooted in a lot of different things, how my imposter syndrome like comes at the attack. And, um, oftentimes Mm. I, I, you know, I turn to God and I, you know, you know, tell the devil to stop messing with me and not today, Satan and all that other stuff. But, um, sometimes I have to do, I have to do other things and other exercises and, but yeah, that's, that's kind of some of what it has to do with.
2: Yeah. So I guess, (coughs) excuse me, I guess for me, imposter syndrome is that feeling of being a fraud in some, in some way, shape or form. Um, It can be in parenting. You can feel like a terrible parent. It can be in your career. You can feel like you're not good enough at your job. If you're an entrepreneur like us, (laughs) it can feel a lot like, why are people going to want to buy from me? Uh, You know, what the hell do I have to offer? Um, It's that feeling of waiting for the other shoe to drop, that someone's going to call you out and and show how unworthy you are. That's kind of what it means to me.
1: That's so interesting because I, like, I didn't even put like the other people into like, I can't, I don't like to receive compliments. Like
2: that's mom. another, that's interesting too. Right. like, like that's an- that, that is
1: crazy. um What's another thing that I feel like is different. Like, yeah, not, it's not even like a fraud, like, but I do have the same questions of like, why would somebody choose me? Like And mm-hmm. and I feel like that, that attaches for me in like self-worth um, because yeah. I do feel like I'm in alignment and I do know that I'm helpful to people. But even then, I'm like, I question I'm like, oh, they're just being nice. Like, they're just saying that. Right. Like a compliment. I can't. It, it's horrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to reframe that. <laughs> I am learning how oh. to take compliments graciously. How's that?
1: I am learning how to take compliments graciously. You know what's great? Like, I can coach somebody else out of this crap. I'm telling you. But like, it's like, if I'm not actively coaching myself through it, Mm. it doesn't, it doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, it's, it's tough. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that even, you know, folks like, you know, um, oh my God, Tony Robbins, like... (laughs) He still ha- gets imposter syndrome. Brene Brown still gets imposter syndrome. It, it it's a work in progress, and it's always about growth, right? Um, do you want to share, Olivia, with our with our peeps, what's been like the most recent experience you've had with imposter syndrome and how it kind of showed up for you? Oh,
1: oh this will be fun. Okay. <laughs> So, this was actually not too long ago. And I'm like, that's, this is great. Like we had planned on talking about imposter syndrome like months ago, but it was like, it happened so recently that it's like, I can, I can give people some emotion.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, remember. I remember. Yeah.
1: But, um, so I have a day job and it makes me extremely stressful.
2: Hmm. So,
1: and I didn't realize how much stress it was taking on my body. Like my blood work, I've got my blood work done twice this year. Both times came back perfect. Yet I've passed out at work before from only fasting for 18 hours. Um, I, there's times that I've had to sleep for 18 hours, um, at a time to just feel, I've just been physically exhausted and I mean yes I work out a lot and I eat healthy and all that other stuff but it was just the stress was really getting to me and it was showing up in my body so I finally listened and and took a break and when I took this break and I had to um get back to my life I thought who is that person that does all of these things and how how am i her because mm-hmm. I just the schedule I was I I almost got an anxiety thinking about going back to the busy lifestyle that I had. And I almost felt like I was so detached from things. And like, after not being on social media, just for like a couple of days and like really cutting my time back on it, I started Mm -hmm. to question a lot of things. Like, am I the same person that I am online? And like people in like, you know, and I asked, um, I asked my people on my page, I was like, you know, have I done anything, you know, to help you in your life? Like throughout, no, throughout this year, right. like my post helped you at all throughout the year. And I got so many more comments than I thought I would. And I literally, I had to stop looking at them because I really, at that moment in time, felt like those people were lying to me.
2: How powerful is that? Yeah. Yeah. And of yeah. course they were. That's the story you were telling yourself, right? Exactly. Like,
1: and it was insane. And I didn't, I had not recognized this as being imposter syndrome until I actually analyzed it.
2: Right. Yeah. And, you know, realizing that's one of the, one of the first signs of imposter syndrome or one, one hint that you may have maybe dealing with it at that moment, because like I said, it comes and goes right in, in our lives, but one hint, one red flag that, that it might be rare in its head is the finding it difficult to take compliments, right? Because we don't feel like we deserve them.
1: Yeah. And I'm also like, I like to say that I'm a recovering people pleaser, but I have some perfectionist tendencies that I was not aware of. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> They, they, they show through my imposter syndrome as well.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Fear of doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not having it done perfect. Like perfection is a myth. <laughs> right. Oh,
1: I know. And I, and I took it out of my, my cat, my, um, I took it out of my vocabulary. However. That doesn't stop me from having the feeling. You know? Like I I legit was I wasn't even thinking about being a perfectionist at all, but it was in the the habits that I would do if and how hard I would be on myself. It's like, oh well, I didn't get up in the morning and go to the gym at five o'clock. So this is gonna be a crappy day and I'm gonna keep pushing and yeah, like I had to be like, you know what? It's okay if you just go to the gym at night because you don't have enough time. Like I wasn't allowing myself that much grace.
2: Yes self compassion and giving yourself grace is super duper important. So ta- let's talk a little bit more about how how you kind of overcame those feelings and 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 al- which allowed you to kind of move forward in your life and get back into the swing of things, quote unquote.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely cuz it's it's so funny because I was all during this time. I was also going through a uh, seasonal affective disorder, so uh, seasonal mm-hmm. depression. And yeah. I mean, it was like a good week of this. So it was there was a lot going on. And mm-hmm. um, my husband's getting ready to deploy, so that's on the on the mind. And it's holiday season, and I worked fine dining, so I was working like every flipping day around this time. But like yeah. this was right before, and it was it's just a hard like week and a half. But I went, I got through it in like three days. But it really had to do with um, mindset shifts. Is telling myself that I'm. This is not what I'm going to allow myself to do. All of this is temporary. All of these feelings. Mm-hmm. All of this mentality is all temporary. And I had to look back at where I, how far I'd come. Um,
2: yes. Yes. And and
1: actually be proud of the accomplishments that I had considering we are in a goddamn pandemic and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And you know what? I I've still been able to accomplish something. So I need to, I need to get off of this, that, and I focus on getting through what I'm going through in that moment and seeing Mm -hmm. exactly what I need so I can assess my needs. Um, for instance, with seasonal affective disorder, black people need more vitamin D than um, white people. That's simply said, all right, we do. And um, And
2: they don't, they don't want to tell. If, if, if it comes from, you know, if your ancestry is more, more from tropical climates, you, that would make total sense, right? Because you would get Absolutely.
1: The darker you are, the
2: more more vitamin D in tropical climates than you would in, you know, in parts of the U S and certainly up here in Canada.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. So like, I, I just think about like, I'm like, you're in Nova Scotia and you deal with that. And I'm like, I can't. And like, even, even going on walks, for instance, going on hikes, I love hiking. And I've gotten to the mental point that yes, I hate the cold, but I, my mantra to myself well, affirmation or however you want to call it is my mental health is more important than my dislike for anything. Yeah. So my dislike for the cold don't goddamn matter. I gotta get some sun because I care about me more. Yeah. I love it. Um so like certain things like that, just to like get my mind right, to be like I have to do what I have to do now. If I, and I do listen to my body more. If I need some time off, I take some time off. And I realize the importance of relaxation and actually doing nothing and sitting still and listen to, listening to yourself um, and meditation. And um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's, it's a combination of a lot of things, but um, it's definitely the and exercise exercise, but I've been doing that all year, but definitely exercise.
2: Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, giving myself grace, mm-hmm. showing myself compassion, um, and trusting trusting that what I need is more important than what I don't like. <laughs> that Those are kind of the things that the themes that I'm hearing. Would you agree? Yeah. So...
1: I will also add, like, that sounds absolutely correct, and I forgot to add how important it is to have good people to talk to, especially if you're an extrovert like myself. Like, for me, what I need, I need to be able to at least call up a friend and be completely my authentic self with them, and just, I I do allow the people in my lives to see the shittiest parts of me, um, and my most vulnerable parts, the parts that, like, I I think a lot of people don't allow other people to see. Um, I do because my friends are my friends for a reason and they can, they can help me through those times. So um, it is, that is another really big component to it.
2: I couldn't agree more having, having those people that will. um, My, uh, my friend um melody says have your fraud squad. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. So <clears throat> when you're feeling that imposter syndrome come up, have people in your life who will be there to allow you to feel the feels and remind you of how badass you you really are, right? And yes, who love yes, you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So what about for you? Like how is, what, how does imposter syndrome, can you, yeah, give me a recent story for you?
2: Oh yeah, of course. I, of course I can. There's always something. Um, so as you know, I just started a new um, venture doing uh, girls empowerment workshops and, and coaching young girls on, you know, the things that we wish we knew and the tool, tools that we wish we had <laughs> when we were younger, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm a mom of a 10-year-old girl. And, of course, I'm a woman and I grew up and and was those ages, right? So, and I'm also a life coach, right? I'm a certified coach. So you would think that, you know, I'd feel very confident um, in talking about this stuff. and and, and doing the work. And for the most part I am, however, you know, imposter syndrome has shown up recently where I've been having a, a difficult time, let's say with my daughter and trying to turn things around for her in her mindset and having, having some resistance there from her and feeling like a total failure <laughs> because of it, which I know logically doesn't make sense, right? because it's the truth. yeah, because just because she's resistant to mom's help doesn't mean I'm failing as a parent doesn't mean I should stop trying. And it certainly doesn't mean that I don't have things to offer. You know, it's, it's hard to to separate the two sometimes. Um, because for me, I feel like My life's work is empowering women and now young girls as well. So it's so much a part of who I am that, you know, if I have something happen at home that, you know, (laughs) I yell sometimes, you know, and I lose my temper with my kids and stuff. When When I have those moments, there's something nagging on my shoulder that will say, see, you know, you're a terrible role model, you're a terrible example of a parent. And then when that settles down, I I realize that No you're not, Amber. You are you are a real parent. <laughs> you are not a fake parent. You know, when we have parenting experts, and I certainly wouldn't call myself a parenting expert, um, but quote unquote, parenting experts who, you know, I don't resonate with folks who aren't real and who don't acknowledge and recognize the shit show that that raising children is sometimes. it's It's hard and it wears you down and there's nothing like it in the world. You know, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I do what I do for my kids. But every now and then, you know especially when i start something new <clears throat> is you know it's like okay well you know i i wanted my daughter to to join my uh join my first workshop and she's just like meh <laughs> i'm like i shattered and i i felt so betrayed by her and so hurt and so much like oh well if she doesn't want to do it why should i even bother
1: You know, I there. You said so much, and I took in so much. And while I am not a mother, so any listeners that want to come for me that think I'm just some, I have helped raise children. Yeah. I know I've been a wife for five years. I I know I don't know what it's like to give birth to another person, but I do know how it is to be a, a fucking demon ass daughter, <laughs> right? Um, I you- and I can tell you in hindsight. <laughs> You will appreciate the fact that you sh- that you showed what a real woman is, hmm. and she's not gonna listen to you because you're her mom. She's yeah. she's just not. And I told you this like a few weeks ago, but you got to re- realize it. Like yeah. ten years old. Honestly, I'm sorry. I'm so happy we have each other for the for however many years that we have each other in each in each other's lives. Yeah, because I'm telling you, she's going to make you feel so bad, but no one's going to make you feel worse than her. And you're going to have that same grit to continue to push your message. Yeah, She'll listen to it from somebody else. You're just not, you're a projector, but you're a projector for certain people. She's a generator. Yeah, You know, she has to hear, they have to have their own things. And if that's not you at this moment in time, it will be.
2: Yeah. And one of the things that I that has helped me get through is to realize that just because she's resistant doesn't mean she's not taking it in because I lead, I lead by example. You know, Um, I talk a lot about being kind. I talk a lot about, you know, feeling our feelings and I, I talk a lot about all the things that I've learned as a life coach. And, you know, sometimes I get the eye rolls and even though, I think it's when I'm hormonal that it bothers me the most, but-
1: Of course, you, know, so you gotta start. And you, tra- you track that. I track myself too. I'm like, hold up. Let me, let me do this myself for every day, okay?
2: Where <laughs> I'm at, yeah. Because sometimes it's just like a knife in the back. And and then sometimes it's just like, I just let it roll off my, roll off my shoulders, right? So I know that this work is bigger than me, right? And I know mm-hmm. that it, it's bigger than even her. It's bigger than- all of us, because this comes from, you know, downloads, divine downloads that Melody got and is sharing with us as facilitators, and then us therefore sharing with the world. Um, I think this, knowing that there's a greater purpose here, and there's a greater message than, you know, my little part of it, just allows me to take it in stride a little bit more and, and remind myself that I am a good mom. And it doesn't matter if mom's a life coach, she's still mom. So, you know, all I, all I keep doing is, you know, pouring that love and that belief and that kindness and, you know, empowerment into her. Some of it is going to stick to the sides, of the sieve before it goes through, right? <laughs> Probably Side note: Metaphor.
1: Side note: Like honestly, when I saw that you were doing that on your Facebook page, like I wanted to like met like I should have called you or something, but you know life's busy. But I was just so happy that you're doing that, and I just love, I I love that you're you know living in purpose, and mm-hmm. um, I just cannot wait to see what. You do in 2021 because there's going to be a lot of things going against you. But I mean, you've been doing a lot of good work, and um, I think you will definitely reap what you've been sowing.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, for anybody that's listening that, you know, is kind of resonating with the whole parenting thing and and the difficulties with that, is all I would say is again, having your frog squad right? Having people who can remind you of your greatness and remind you of all the good work that you do. Um, because parenting is not easy. It's, it's hard as hard AF, right? And, you know, having those, having those support systems is so important. And also to give yourself that compassion and and grace like you talked about you know and having having those times for you to recenter and regroup and think about the big picture because like, mm-hmm. it's more than just about me as you know mm-hmm. my stories that i'm telling myself don't matter they feel real in the moment but the truth of the matter is is that i'm here for a bigger purpose and you know, my feelings are gonna get hurt here and there being a mom. <laughs> it's it's gonna happen, right? Um but yeah. keeping keeping the vision going is more important than that, right?
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's the, it's so funny because ours are different, but I feel like the cures are so similar. Yeah. You know, it's really also having that that change of self-talk and i mean i feel like we're blessed that we can do that so fast like we once we analyze the issue we can do it and then we can talk to other coach friends and and put other things in our tool chest um and that's the benefit but i if anybody's listening to this that hasn't even thought about something like that then you should definitely make sure you're doing that self-talk that positive self-reinforcement and and cutting yourself off from thinking these negative thoughts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I can I can sh- I'll share is one tool that I learned in my my coach training and you may have learned something similar Olivia, but it's in in iPEC we call it stop, breathe and ask. So, if you find yourself triggered, just taking a moment to stop before you react. <laughs> Taking a deep breath, or three, and asking yourself, what about this is causing this reaction? What story Um, am I telling myself that's causing this this visceral, you know, negative reaction? And a lot of times, that will allow you to reframe and realize and kind of derail that that negative self-talk. A bit faster.
1: One of the things that I do, like, I I will, I'll, I'll do that. But the question I ask myself is, is this serving me?
2: Mm, like, like, wait, wait period.
1: Is- like, hold on. Do I really like? Is this really helping me? Because one, then I then I ask, you know, if this is something that is out of my control. Well, it's out of my control, so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just be like, hey Jesus, can you take that? Just do that for yeah. me, please. Yep. And then, like, like seriously just giving and, and you know what for you that might be universe you just got to give that to the universe you know you just like you know what just watch out on that for me you know
2: yeah. and, <laughs> and and even more so on that, like going even further is to say you know worrying about you know when you when you're worrying about things you can't control looking at okay what can i control within this situation yep. because what you can control my love is your mindset right mhm and how you react to situations and the 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 graciousness you give to yourself and to others for that matter you know makes makes all the difference in the world
1: oh yes oh yeah
2: absolutely god this is such
1: a good topic because it's like I feel like somebody could actually get through some imposter syndrome real quick just by listening to this podcast. Like,
2: well, that's, that's the hope, right? Um, We we are, you know, we are coaches, but we are also human beings. (laughs) And, you know, we all, if we can inspire others to realize that they're not alone in having these feelings or thoughts, you know, that's good. And to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and there are ways to, to shift that that uh tape you know to derail that train
1: yeah and you know what if you want to do a little exercise with yourself um we've attached a pdf link in the comments that, in the show notes below mm-hmm. so you can actually um download it and go through it yourself and see if any of these tips will help you
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. And uh, we are more than more than grateful to have you listening and our very best wishes and hope that um, that this episode helped you in some way. And if it did, please, you know, like and share our our podcast and, um, and follow us. Absolutely. Awesome. Bye guys for now. Bye.